You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's Rico Daily. I'm Ronnie Mola. One of the coolest and most promising gadgets of 2022, at least so far, is not a tablet computer you could fold in half or a TV that could display NFTs, and it's not related to the metaverse either. It's a piece of farming equipment. She thinks my tractor's sexy. It really turns her on. But this isn't your everyday tractor. So John Deere just announced that it's going to start selling a tractor that drives itself. Not in five years or 10 years, but this year. And the tractor itself looks a lot like any other John Deere tractor. It's green and yellow. It's it's quite big. It's one of the bigger models that John Deere offers. But it has this autonomy kit that's built onto it. It has 12 cameras, some facing forward, some facing back, that give it a 360 view of the tractor's surroundings. And using artificial intelligence, the tractor can actually maneuver around obstacles and follow certain routes all by itself. And this could help farmers maximize the output of their farm using computers and data. The problem is... John Deere is a lot like Apple. It wants to have a lot of control over how you use its tractors. Recode's Adam Clark Estes is here to explain the promise and pitfalls of self-farming farms. The idea of self-driving tractors had been around for a while, and it's actually a lot like a self-driving car. The main selling point is that farmers are sitting in these tractors doing very repetitive tasks. They're plowing rows and then planting seeds, and these are big open fields. It's not like they need to be driving or maneuvering around a lot of stuff all the time. But the John Deere tractor is smart enough to avoid obstacles, so the farmer doesn't actually have to worry about the tractor running into their barn or even just stopping when it sees a tree stump. It can just drive around it. So let's say I'm a farmer and I have 100 acres that need to be plowed. I can go on an iPad or an iPhone and I can tap in the route that I want the tractor to take and then hit go and then the tractor will do it. And this could help farmers do a lot more with less. And it could also help them produce crops with less effort and ideally less environmental impact because everything is being optimized. And you pair that with an ongoing labor shortage in the agricultural industry and the time for automation is now. Another example of a part of the industry that's ripe for automation, for instance, is meatpacking. At the end of last year, Tyson Foods said it would spend, I think, $1.3 billion to increase automation in its plants. And this is after meatpacking plants were hit really hard in the early pandemic. These plants became hot zones and there was a huge labor shortage, which meant you couldn't get meat in grocery stores. And otherwise, jobs in meatpacking facilities are dangerous and difficult. They require workers to do the same cuts over and over again. And for years, experts have been saying that robots should be put in meatpacking plants to do this job because they can do it better and safer than humans can. So the labor shortage is not specific to the pandemic, 
but it does add some urgency to the idea that we should have more automation in agriculture. So how could this autonomous tractor impact the farming industry? Well, because it's John Deere, it's actually huge. John Deere is a major player in the agriculture industry. They sell more than half of all farm equipment in the United States. My understanding is that actually John Deere sells more equipment than the next two competitors combined. So just the fact that John Deere is doing this means that a lot more people are going to be paying attention to automation and it could speed up this transition. And I would also add that this represents a huge step forward in what's called the precision agriculture movement. Precision agriculture is basically an idea that we can use data in computers to kind of optimize the whole farming process down to even farming specific kinds of crops on specific parts of land just based on what the sensors in the soil are saying or what drones flying overhead are telling the farmer about how the crops are growing. So all of this sounds promising. What do farmers think so far? So it's a big deal that John Deere is doing this, but it's also a big deal that it's John Deere doing it. We don't know yet how expensive the new autonomous tractors will be, but the R5 line, which is the one that is getting these new automation features, those tractors cost half a million dollars or more. And John Deere has had a complicated relationship with farmers in recent years, especially as computers and technology have played more of a role in farming. A lot of farmers feel like even once they buy the tractor, it's not really theirs. John Deere has software equipped on its latest tractors, and part of what that software does is it makes sure that you're only getting your tractor serviced by a John Deere dealer or authorized service provider. If you try to fix your tractor yourself, John Deere can actually remotely disable the tractor, and the only way to get that fixed is by going to the John Deere dealer and saying, you locked my tractor, will you unlock it? And then the dealer will probably charge hundreds or thousands of dollars to do the repair. So farmers don't have the right to repair their tractor. Exactly. And what happens to all the data collected by the tractor? What's John Deere doing with it? Really, everything you do on these tractors is being recorded. The tractors are full of sensors. They're connected to the internet. They even have an onboard cellular transmitter so that pretty much anything you do on the tractor gets logged and beamed to the cloud it's not quite clear what John Deere is going to do with all of the data it's collecting from these tractors or will collect from its autonomous tractors. Some have even said they worry that John Deere is just going to use all this data from how tractors work and what farmers are doing to start running farms on their own. I don't know if there's any real evidence behind that, but that's a worry. Got it. So what kind of decisions will farmers have to weigh when choosing to buy one of these really expensive smart tractors? Well, for now, when John Deere is concerned, it's the only company selling autonomous tractors like this. They might have to choose between the convenience of a self-driving tractor and you know potential long-term problems with never-ending costs for repairs and potentially even privacy if they're concerned about what's happening to their data. But even if the John Deere tractor isn't suitable or affordable for every farmer, it is an indication that this is where agriculture is heading. There are going to be more companies coming out with autonomous tractors. Some even have concepts and prototypes in the works. And once the area of autonomous agriculture gets more competitive, I think we'll start to see solutions that make more sense for more farmers. Thanks, Adam. Thank you. Today's episode was produced by Taylor Macon and engineered by Melissa Pones from Hemlock Creek Productions. I'm Ronnie Mola. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.
The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.